When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tuesday, December 22nd, you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, we're getting close to the uh, the Christmas holiday at the end of the week. Uh, so we thought it'd be uh, an appropriate time to maybe take a look at the uh, the, the Christmas wish list. The uh, it Being in the giving spirit, if some of our subtext subscribers were, were able to uh, give a gift to any of the Indians players or the organization or even owner Paul Dolan, what that would be, uh, obviously, with the uh, the announcement about the name change last week uh, coming down, uh, a lot of things uh, might be centered around that. But we we do have some responses in here uh, from some of our, our our you know most active subtext uh, users who, who we talk back and forth with a lot and get some ideas from. Uh, so let's let's jump in and uh, and and talk a little bit about what what they would give the Indians, owner, front office, manager, coaches, or players, as a Christmas gift. Seems All like right, a, yeah, definitely. I can't wait, man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first response from, um, let's see here. This one from a, a, a subtext subscriber in the 216 area code. Uh, he says, it might be too obvious, but I'd give them an unlimited payroll so that they could shop till they drop. I guess that's a, that. That might be a theme here. Is uh, uh, if if you're in the giving mood, uh, give them some money so that they can go out and, and buy some free agents. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't know if uh, you know uh, Paul Dolan is going to be standing outside of Walmart like the you know like the like the Salvation Army guy <laughs> ringing a bell mm-hmm. asking for some donations. But uh, that would be a good place to start an unlimited uh, uh, unlimited checkbook. Yes, and uh, you could uh, you could some holes on this team very quickly. Uh, a lot of these submissions from our subtext subscribers uh, center around the same thing, unlimited funds, unlimited budget. Uh, there's there's a, a bunch of different creative ways to say the same thing. Uh, so let's dive, dive in another from the 216 area code. Uh, unlimited funds to the owner, crystal balls for the front office and manager, and a love of the game and excellent skills for the players. So I think they, they tried to cover all the bases Terry Francona often talks about not having a uh, a crystal ball when he when he talks about injuries or how a player is going to develop or anything like that. But uh, I, I guess if we could get Terry Francona a crystal ball, that might be something he uh, he would appreciate for Christmas. 
Yeah, it's, it's always that's always good when you can uh, look around a corner before uh, you get there and see what's coming or see what you could uh, maybe uh, obtain somehow. That that's always a uh, yeah, sort of an awkward moment in a uh, in Tito's daily press conference or his you know meeting with him when we talk to him when when a reporter or somebody asks him a question that that sort of leads him to maybe have to predict something and his first response and you know it's coming. Tito will look up and say, well, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. And, you know, just to, to get that reaction from him, you, you know, you've sort of worded your question sort of ambiguously. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's move back here. Speaking of Tito, uh, there's a, a subtext subscriber from the 440 area code says he would like to give Tito his health back. And I guess, uh, the, you know, the good news is it looks like Tito's on that path. Uh, he's out in Arizona continuing to work out and, and work hard, he says, uh, at, at, in the hopes that he's able to manage and put the, the health concerns that he had over the last season, uh, you know, uh, behind him and, and move forward in 2021. Yeah, you know, every indication we have, Joe, you know, when we talk to him, you know, it's been on the upswing. I think uh, Chris Antonetti and, and Mike Chernoff are, are really positive, you know, you know, I, that uh, that he's that Tito's you know kind of on the right path here and um, you know they, because they need him I think he's an important part of this team you know they've had eight straight winning seasons under him and uh, obviously the players play but I don't think it's an accident that he's in the dugout while they've had this success. Yeah, I would go a step further maybe than you know just wishing Tito uh, health and, and getting that for him as a Christmas gift. Uh, maybe extend that to the entire franchise uh, and, and not just, you know, the ownership of the front office who could, we, we could all use, uh, you know, good health in these uncertain times, but, you know, the players as well. Uh, the Indians went through a season in 2019 where they lost three fifths of their uh, starting rotation and uh, you know, just the to, due to injury uh, you see what the difference is when everybody is, is healthy with a rotation like they have in in 2020 they were able to do that and even just the continuity of having the same four infielders for for every game the top four or five guys in the lineup being able to do that uh they were extraordinarily healthy in in 2020 when you look at the big picture yeah definitely health health is a, a huge concern and especially it's going to be in 2021 no matter how long the season is, if you've got a, uh, if you don't have a lot of depth and right now uh, the Indians don't have a lot of depth. Yeah. I, I just think about like how health affects your, your franchise, uh, your team. Just think about how good the Browns defense would be right now. Their number two draft pick missed the entire season uh, in, in Grant Delpit. And I, I, it just came to my mind last night as I'm watching the, uh, the, the Steelers lose to the Bengals, but just that, you know, add one more piece. If the Indians lost a guy like uh, that they were counting on, you, you draft a, a guy in the second round in the NFL and you expect him to be a starter. Uh, the Indians, if they lost uh, one piece uh, this upcoming season to a, to a health concern, uh, you know, that could be devastating for them. Yeah, because, you know, the sports are so different, Joe. You, you know, right. your number one pick, Carson Tucker, their number one pick uh, in 2020 and he's four or five years away he, he didn't even play this past season so right. he's a high school kid and uh you know 
you don't know when he's going to be there. Well, and that's a, that's a philosophical thing too, because if you were drafting, you know, third year uh, college players, you, you might expect them to be a, a little more helpful in the short term than, uh, than that. I, you know, I think of the, the White Sox have Nick Madrigal, who, you know, just right. a few years ago was, was playing in the college world series. And now he's going to be probably going to be their second baseman this year. So think about that. All right, let's jump back in. Uh, another way to say they need money, I, I guess, is to uh, our Kurt in Canton, a, a, a subtext subscriber from the 330 area code, says for Christmas, he would get the Indians Mark Cuban and his checkbook to buy the team. Uh, he could change the name to the Cubans and use a big cigar as the mascot. There you go. He's covering all the bases there. Uh, but uh, there, there are a few uh, suggestions in here for uh, as far as a, uh, a Christmas gift for the Indians, a minority investor. What do you think the chances are that the Indians look at the, uh, you know, again, open things up to maybe bringing in a minority investor uh, to, to sort of inject some, some cash into the organization? Well, I think that's something they're probably constantly looking for, Joe. It just, uh, you know, John Sherman was a perfect fit, I think, for Paul Dolan. It took him a long time to find a guy like that. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, or fortunately for John Sherman, you know, his, his hometown team basically came uh, up for sale. He was able to buy it, uh, but it kind of left the Indians in a lurch. So I'm sure they're, you know, they're scouring the market right now. Uh, you know, they, they, they did hire, you know, kind of a, a headhunter to find, you know, to find Sherman. I don't know if that's, if they're, they're still, you know, you know, employing that, you know, that person or the, that company, but, uh, and it, it just, it seems like it takes a long time and, uh, you know, you and, you know, you don't, you don't know if do you, you know, it doesn't sound like the Dolans exactly want to sell their majority share, you know, so it's, I think it's, it's harder uh, for, uh, to find a minority owner that's going to come in and, you know, and, you know, put a, you know, a sizable amount of money into the deal and, and uh, maybe not have as much say as he wants to have. Well, and, and like the way that Sherman, you know, went about things as, as the minority guy, uh, you could find uh, a, a prospective minority investor who, you know, wants to come in and be a part of the organization with an eye on either owning a team like uh, on his own, like Sherman did, or eventually taking over if, if that's the case. Th those are sort of the, it, it, that's why finding Sherman was like sort of finding a unicorn. That was, you know, a, a really good thing for them back in 2016. And we saw what it, how it paid off on the field with their ability to, to expand the payroll, get Andrew Miller, get Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, that, those were the kinds of things that he was able to, to, to do uh, you know, especially with the pandemic, we don't know what the, uh, the financial outlook is, is not just in baseball, but everywhere, uh, for, uh, somebody to be able to do that. So there's a, there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, I want to mention Bob from Tulsa also mentioning, uh, the, his desire to, to get a, a minority investor involved and, uh, Mike from Avon, Mike from Avon had a, a an interesting submission here in, uh, via subtext. Uh, oh, by the way, if you're if you want to uh, sign up, uh, three ninety nine a month for uh, Indian subtext. It's a great way to get uh, breaking news and a lot of analysis from Hoinsey and myself via text, straight to your phone. You don't have to go on Twitter or 
or uh, any other website, all of our stories and all of our breaking news is there. Uh, Mike from Avon, uh, he mentions, uh, you know, just having a competitive budget, you know, is, is something that, that the Indians could, would really want to do, especially right now. It just, it, all the signs point right now to the fact that they, they don't have the kind of budget that is going to allow them to be competitive in 2021. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, you look at this team, Joe, and, you know, in 2018, the payroll was 135 million. That was still, you know, the bottom third probably in mm -hmm. major league baseball. And um, now it's going to, it could be like between 50 and 60 million. And, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, you know, the Indians aren't going to be embarrassed because of the pitching staff, but they've got to score runs. And, you know, if you take Lindor out of there, uh, you don't have a second baseman. You're, you have questions at first base. You have, you know, an outfield that's, that's wide open. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, <laughs> the offense really becomes a problem, I think. Right. Uh, Mike from Avon uh, also uh, submitting uh, his, his Christmas wishes for us here on the podcast. He says, remember, nobody likes a Hoinsey in the box. So uh, <laughs> nobody wants to be unwrapping Hoinsey in a box under the tree. God, no. I need to get that, that Hoinsey bobblehead, like, like a, an actual one made. I, I've got a virtual one that I keep rolling out eventually, uh, but the, uh, the Hoinsey bobblehead will be an instant classic. I, I am certain. It'll give you a nightmare. <laughs> oh, I put that on my shelf. He'd constantly be sitting there like watching me. That, that'd be great. Uh, you know, that, that, uh, that brings up a, a, a question, a, a good question. What, you know, certainly thinking back over the years, what's the, the best present you, you ever got under the tree? You ever, you ever think about that? What's that? Uh, I mean, I don't mean to put you on the spot. I'll, yeah. I'll give you a second here to go first. Uh, I remember coming downstairs the one year. I, I had to have been 10, maybe 11, and I had wanted a miniature pool table. And it was about the size of a, like an air hockey table, a small, like a, a really small one. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I remember my parents had gotten me that for Christmas. And I just, that was, you know, one of the, the best things I ever got as a, as a kid. Um, I, I asked my son before we started recording here, I asked him, you know, what his best, uh, his best Christmas present that we ever got him was. Uh, and, and he mentioned the, the baseball glove. We got him a new baseball glove last year and it took a few months to, to beat it into, you know, uh, get it, you know, ready and worked up, but it was ready for the season this year and he used it and he, uh, he said he loved it. So, you know, uh, different, different levels of, you know, the, the, the best gifts you ever got. What, what, what was, what's Hoinsey's most nostalgic Christmas story moment uh, you know, looking at a, you know, did you get a, did you get a, uh, a pink bunny uh, um, uh, pajamas? Uh, I, I'm just picturing that as, as what Hoinsey got, but yeah, what's, no. what's your best gift? Got one. My, my father got me a pair of boxing gloves. Really? <laughs> and me and my brother proceeded to pound the hell out of each other. We loved it. We'd go down to basement every night and beat each other up. Seriously, your dad got so that, that kind of, my mother wasn't. Yeah, yeah. My mother wasn't real happy about it. Was, the, was that sort of like, was it like Ralphie in a Christmas story where like you had opened up all your presents 
and then dad, you know, unknowingly, uh, unbeknownst to your mother, got you the gloves so that knowing that she wouldn't approve of such things. Yeah. No, I, I can't remember. I, I can't remember that, but I remember the gloves. Well, that's because were... you took too many beatings to the head from <laughs> your brother right. after the, with the gloves. They were, they were the big ones, the big the 12, 12 ounce gloves, maybe 16 ounce gloves. Oh, wow. So. <laughs> So, so a young Paul Hoynes down in the basement, uh, engaging in his own version of Fight Club uh, <laughs> with his brother. Oh my goodness, that's uh, that, that. That my that, sisters I, got into it too. We were all. We were all <laughs> wait, you weren't. You didn't box your sisters in the basement. That, <laughs> my, well, my little sister, my little sister, I used to get on my knees, and she would, she would, she would box me. <laughs> now. I, you're a you're a twin right you you have a you yeah a, yeah you have a, a twin sister growing up you had a twin sister yeah. uh, did you like get like co-christmas presents together or was that uh you know i don't think so separate? no no uh she uh no no mary claire no no we did not we didn't uh you know we we didn't have to wear the same kind of clothes or anything <laughs> like that yeah <laughs> oh, well no i all of this you know i i i wish Santa Claus would just uh, obviously sprinkle money over the the Indians organization as uh, you know, so that they could go out and do some shopping. Uh, just where would you, if you were the Indians buying Christmas gifts for the organization, where would you start? What would be the, the first thing you bought? Okay. Let's see. I, I would, you know, for Tito, you know, like uh, our subtexter said, I'd, I'd wish him good health, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, I'd, and for Bieber, you know, I wish him some more strikeouts and uh, the ability to do what he did last year over 162 games. The, and, some uh, sort of magic see, elixir uh, to repeat the uh, the effort of 2020, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. And put it, you know, from wire to wire. For Mercado, I'd, I'd wish wish him a batting average. It's <laughs> not 128 or whatever the heck he is. There you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, Framil Reyes, I, I I wish that he had a position to play, whether it's first base or right field. Uh, yeah, and the, the possibility of of him maybe investing time and, and working at first base uh, to see if that's a, a possibility. Who who knows? But uh, it, Terry Francona said it's it's not something that should be taken lightly if you're if you're gonna you know undertake that sort of thing. I guess. Uh, I guess if, if I had a, a Christmas present for the Indians organization, it would be the ability to accelerate time for Gabriel Arias or uh, Brian Rocchio or any one of those thousands of minor league uh, shortstops, middle infielders that they have uh, in Carson Tucker, even you mentioned, uh, you know, maybe grow them or advance them a year or two in the space of uh, the next couple of months so that the, the coming pending Francisco Lindor trade isn't as painful. I, I think uh, if they had some options internally that were uh, major league ready, uh, they could maybe get by a little better, but uh, just uh, maybe a magic growth formula for some of those, uh, those middle infielders that they have lined up and, and ready to, to assume Lindor's position. Oh, that's a great point, Joe, because they're so young and we just don't know about them. Like uh, Chris Antonetti has said time and time again that they didn't play last season. So they missed that whole season of growth and development. And the, the, t the organization missed that whole time a, a chance to, uh, you know, evaluate them. I, and, you know, I, I, 
there's a couple other uh Daniel Johnson. These guys all fall into that same group. Daniel Johnson, Bobby Bradley, and Yu Chang. I I I wish I wish they'd get a chance and then have the ability to take advantage of that opportunity, that chance right. to, to turn right. it into playing time. You know, for a guy like uh Bobby Bradley, Yu Chang, uh uh Bradley Zimmer even. Yeah, uh, I guess if I could if I could get them a gift, it would be an extra minor league season uh, that they could, you know, use to, to develop and, and get ready and, and come back out. Uh, yeah. If I, if I had for a, for the pitching staff, uh, if I had a, a gift I could get, I would get one of those electric dog collars for Zach Plesak that <laughs> So that would go off if he leaves the uh, team hotel room. Yeah. So it would buzz him around the neck if uh, like an ankle bracelet. Yeah, well, sort of, yeah, sort of like a low jack. Yeah, that would be yeah. that would be ideal. Uh, we get that for Zach Plesak. Put that behind us. I'm sure. I'm sure that's going to go over well. Uh, but and, and you know we we mentioned you know what I'd get. Uh, I'm sure there is a new camera or a new lens or something that Cookie Carrasco could use uh, for his many trips. If you're following Cookie on Instagram right now. Uh, he's been in Africa. He's been all over the the globe. Uh, you know, it's the off season is traveling time for for Carlos and his wife, and and they do. Uh, I, I guess the the pandemic hasn't limited their ability to to visit a, a bunch of countries. He's going to have to go into extreme quarantine when he gets back uh, <laughs> to uh, to Goodyear before he's a, a, a let around anybody else. But yeah, definitely. Uh, maybe, Maybe a new, uh, maybe a new camera lens for Cookie. He'd appreciate that. I like that. Yeah, and and Karen check. I'd I'd give him control. <laughs> give him some control. What would you give him? Uh, I'd give him the uh, give him the Charlie Sheen glasses because just oh, to okay. complete just to complete the whole the whole look. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Give him the Charlie Sheen glasses with the skull and, the skull and crossbones in the middle. I I never I you know I just thought <laughs> that whole that whole thing is just played up so much. And it's not even Karen Check. Bart made him walk out to that music. He doesn't even. That's 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 all Bart's doing. That's not even uh, Bart's playing the Indians' uh, uh, baseball uh, uh, information director. Uh, so yeah, I, if it were something that were natural that that had come up organically, I would say, oh yeah, Karen Check, wild thing. But you know, it it seems just kind of forced to me. I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. All you right. Know, what what about Savali? Uh Geez, I, Savali, I would give a voice. If I get him a voice, I'd get him yeah, yeah. some a volume control. Turn yeah, it up a little louder. Control. You know, just I, I, I don't want it to sound harsh, but like a personality. Uh, he is so he is way too much like Corey Kluber. He's a mini Corey Kluber in the fact that he just you can't. He's unflappable. He's he, but you can't get anything out of him. It, I, I would. I would give Aaron Savali the ability, the desire to want to make your post-game press conferences as interesting as Baker Mayfield's. That's that's yeah. the best I can do. I bet there's something lurking in there. I just don't. I think he's pretty guarded. Yeah, and one of these days, one of us is going to say something that sets him off, and it's going to be yeah. like, "Where did that come from?" Right? And and Jose Ramirez, I wish Hope. we could talk Spanish or he could talk more English. I think we'd get a better story out of out of Jose. Uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, and that's uh, okay. So my, my Christmas gift for Jose is going to be 
Spanish lessons for me. How's that? If, if, All right. And yeah. then, and me and too. Then not, not only do you have to take Spanish uh, lessons to to understand and and keep up, but then you also have to, you know, have uh, Anna Bolton from the Indians uh, give you the regional dialects because <laughs> apparently, uh, in the locker room, sometimes Jose is speaking Spanish to a Spanish speaking teammate who can't understand him because it's like talking to a guy from the south. So, <laughs> I. You know, just a, a better ability to communicate uh, would be. But you know what, Jose, Jose does it with a smile on his face, anyways. So yeah, yeah, you know that's that that's for sure. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that that the the Christmas wish list edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast, a uh, an overwhelming hit. Uh, we will be back for uh, one more uh, episode before uh, going on Christmas break here. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we will talk to you then. Hoinsey, uh, get your shopping done. Uh, All right, Joe. And, and, and get your gifts, and uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. All right, buddy.